Welcome to this episode of Planting Seeds. I'm Keith Jones, the preaching minister of Calera Church of Christ, and I've prepared a short message from Scripture that's intended to be the planting of a seed that, if cultivated, will in time produce fruit in the lives of the listeners. Now, let's get started. Shine upon you and be gracious and give you peace. In this episode, we'll continue our study of the book of James, looking at James chapter 4, verses 1 through 12. If you have your Bible with you, follow along while I read. What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive because you ask wrongly, to spend it on your passions. You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you suppose it is for no purpose that Scripture says he yearns jealously over the spirit that he is made to dwell in us? But he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. Do not speak evil against one another, brothers. The one who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you're not a doer of the law, but a judge. There's only one lawgiver and judge. He who is able to save and to destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? As James concludes chapter 3 talking about wisdom, he begins chapter 4 showing a practical way that wisdom can be put to use. He rhetorically asks, what causes quarrels and fights among you? It seems that we live in a society that is increasingly fighting and quarreling. We argue about politics, we argue about entertainment, we argue about our favorite sports teams. We spend a lot of time in conflict with other people. James asks his readers to get to the root cause of those quarrels and conflicts and eliminate them from their lives. And so he says the root cause of the quarrels and the conflicts are the passions that are at war within us. Our strong physical desires, our desire to get what we want or think we deserve. We tend to want instant gratification with no consequences. We want people to agree with us, even when we're wrong. We want people to give us things we don't deserve. We want people to overlook our misdeeds. We want control of situations when it's not possible. In short, we want what we want when we want it. The problem is that getting what I want will often put me at odds with other people. Others don't always want the same thing I want, and now we're in conflict. I want the walls in my house to be white. My wife wants them to be blue. We're in conflict. We don't want the same thing. 
We have to figure out how to deal with that conflict, how to resolve that conflict without fighting, without quarreling. When I'm bound and determined to get my way and I won't relent and I won't listen to others, I have to know that I'm going to come into conflict with people who don't want the same thing that I want. But sometimes they want exactly what we want. We want exactly the same thing, but we're both going after it. Maybe it's a promotion at work. Maybe it's the last cookie in the cookie jar. Maybe it's a date with someone that we recently met. But when someone else wants that same thing, and only one of you can have it, often their jealousy can cause them to act out in ways that try to keep you from getting what you want. And now you're in conflict because someone else doesn't want you having what you want because they want it instead. When we meet these types of people who are against us getting what we want, we often try to control those people to manipulate the outcome. James mentions two ways that we do that. One of those is through force. According to verse 2, he says, You desire and you do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. There are sometimes that we try to get what we want. We try to manipulate the outcome of our circumstance by sheer force of will, by exerting power on other people, coercing them to give in to us. And then there are other times that we make compromises. And compromise in and of itself is not bad, but when we compromise our principles, we end up in trouble. The compromise that James talks about here is when we make friends with the world. Verse 4, he said, You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. That word enmity may not be a word that you use every day, but it means hatred or antagonism. When we're closer to the world than we are to God, that antagonizes God, that upsets God. It makes us an enemy of God. So trying to always get what I want puts me in conflict, maybe not with the person who can get me what I want, but it puts us in conflict with God. When we're trying to do it on our own, when we're trying to achieve the result we want without consulting with God, or finding out if it's God's will. We find ourselves in conflict with God. We have now become hostile toward him. So James wants his readers to understand that you may not always get what you want, but you just might get what you need if you understand how to go about getting it. First of all, he lets us know that if we don't have something we need, it's because we haven't asked God. Verse 2 says, you desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and do not obtain, so you find and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. God is the source of all blessings. If we are genuinely looking to be blessed by God, we need to go to him to ask for those blessings. We're not going to find those blessings through some shortcut or loophole or some plan that we hatch of our own devices. If we are in need of a true blessing from God, we should go to him and ask for it. But James says you also need to check your motives. If you're genuinely trying to get what you need, check yourself. He said in verse 3, you ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. We can't expect God to fulfill our selfish desires. All of the blessings that God gives us, he gives us for the purpose of us sharing those with others so that we can build up his family, his kingdom. 
If we're only looking for those things for selfish purposes, we may be asking wrongly and not receive those things we desire. Thirdly, to get what we need, we need to understand Scripture. We need to be able to read and understand Scripture, be able to apply it, to use the wisdom that he was talking about in the previous verses to discern what it is that we really want the outcome to be. Verse 5 is a verse that is a little perplexing, and if you start comparing different translations, it may only get more confusing to you. The translation that I read is the English Standard Version, and it says, Or do you suppose that it is to no purpose that the Scripture says, He yearns jealously over the Spirit that He has made to dwell in us? In translating it this way, it seems to be making a reference to multiple verses in the Old Testament where God says that He is a jealous God. And if that is the correct translation, he's speaking about the idea of so strongly desiring our spirit to be connected to his, to be reconnected with him, that he doesn't want us to fall in love with the world, but to trust him because he gives a greater grace. Alternately, that verse can be translated the way the NIV does it. It says, or do you think Scripture says without reason that the spirit he calls to live in us envies intensely? The King James Version says something similar to that. In that way of translating, it talks about the spirit in us being jealous rather than God being jealous. And if that is the correct translation, it seems to be saying that God put in us a spirit that yearns and longs for fulfillment. And he's saying Make sure that you find that in God rather than the world, because God gives greater grace. In addition to these three things, James also lets us know that we need to humble ourselves. He says explicitly in verse 10 to humble ourselves, but in the verses 7 through 12, he kind of describes what that looks like, and there are two general categories that our behaviors would fall into. One is submitting to God. Verse 7, he says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God and resist the devil. You're not above God. You don't know how to get what you really need. And there is someone that is trying to keep you from getting what you really need. It's the devil. It's Satan. And the only way you can get away from the devil and achieve what you really need is to trust God, to submit fully to him. You will not accomplish it on your own. But then verses 11 and 12, he adds to that, do not slander. Those may seem like they're not connected, but they are. In the first place, submitting to God is not putting ourselves above God. Not slandering, as James talks about it here, is us not putting ourselves above other people. We are not better than other people. We all need the same grace, so we shouldn't judge one another. I want to be clear here that this idea of judging doesn't mean that there aren't times that we can look at our friends, our family, maybe people we don't know, and make evaluations about certain behaviors and whether or not we should participate in those as we're looking to get closer to God. 
but what James is talking about here and what Jesus talks about in the Sermon on the Mount is that we don't have the right to pronounce a final verdict on someone, to decide whether or not they deserve God's grace, to decide whether or not we're going to be kind and generous to them in sharing what we have, in sharing God's blessings, in sharing the gospel with them. We don't get to make that call up ahead of time because we don't know how God is working in their life and what the final outcome will be. We don't want to be a stumbling block to them, so we don't write them off prematurely. We acknowledge that they need the same grace that we received, and we pray and work earnestly for them to receive it. Very often, our fighting and quarreling is because we're chasing after things that we want rather than things that we need. There are going to be times that Satan and folks that are following his wisdom are going to try to even keep us from getting the things that we need. There will inevitably be conflict. But we don't have to fight and argue about those conflicts. With the wisdom that was described in chapter 3, we can work to resolve those conflicts, to bring peace, and God will bless us with all that we need. Thank you for listening. You can find more of these messages on our website, calirachurchofchrist.org, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. 